most of our time looking at John chapter 12, where Jesus speaks about the Son of Man being glorified. And we're going to see kind of what that means and what that looks like. But before we get into that passage, let's spend just a little bit of time in an Old Testament prophecy. This prophecy comes to us from Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34, probably one of the most famous passages from Jeremiah. And I, I love it because it speaks about the time in which we live now. But this was prophesied hundreds of years even before Christ. Jeremiah 31, beginning in verse 31. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their mind and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness, and will remember their sins no more. Now, this time is talking about a time in which a new covenant was going to come. And that new covenant came through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that, that was the price that was paid. And that was also how the Son of Man was glorified. We're going to look at that in a moment. But this new covenant came. This new covenant was going to be a little bit different. We see that forgiveness of sins is going to be different. Being able to remember sins no more is being stated. This is what is spoken of under the new covenant in which we now live. And in verse 34, I, I love how it says that, you know, no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord because they will all know me. Do we live in that time? Well, I, I think the answer to that can be kind of yes and no at the same time, because in one sense, yes, we do live in a time whenever we can have a closer relationship with God than what we have really ever been able to have before the time of Christ. However, we also see that we still live in a time whenever we have to teach our, our neighbors, that we have to tell them about the Lord. But I think that with every day, we can start to, to work and get a little bit closer to this time in which all those will know the Lord and be able to have that their own relationship with God, and that will be able to carry them through. But all of this can happen only whenever the Son of Man is glorified. Well, let's take a look at what that means that the Son of Man is glorified. Now let's look at John chapter 12. Beginning in verse 20, and we're going to go down through verse 25 at first. Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip 
went to tell Andrew, Andrew and Philip, in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So in this passage right here, we need to understand a few things that are being stated. One of them that comes to us in verse 20 is that, look, these are some Greeks that are coming. These are some Greeks that are coming to the disciples of Jesus and trying to get closer and closer to Jesus. You know, I think this is a step in the right direction about coming to the place where we no longer have to teach our neighbor saying, know the Lord, because they're going to know the Lord. Here we see Greeks who weren't part of, you know, the, the children of Israel, you know, who weren't part of that group that we typically call, you know, the children of God. But these are Greeks who know something about the one true and living God. And in this case, they know something about Jesus. The news has already started to spread. And of course, it's, it's even more so in the world in which we live now. But it was, it was starting to spread right here. This news about knowing God, knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has started. And Jesus' reply in verse 23 was about the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now, the way John constantly talks about the Son of Man being glorified, and I don't know that the other gospel writers get into this as much, but they kind of have their own way of, of presenting it and, and sharing this good news about Jesus. But the way John portrays it is that when Jesus hangs on the cross, whenever he gives up his life, that is him being glorified. I mean, notice, what, what else could he be talking about here whenever he's speaking about this kernel of wheat, how it has to die in order to produce seed? And then we see in verse 25 that he's talking about, you know, look, if you love your life so much that you're not willing to give up these things that are, that are right here in this life, then you're not going to know what true eternal life is all about. But if by contrast, you someone who hates your life in the world, at least by contrast, then you will be able to keep it for eternal life. It's one of those confusing sayings that Jesus says, but yet when you think about it, when you actually dwell upon it, it makes perfect sense. We see that Jesus was glorified in the sense of he was, he was lifted up on that cross. And yes, he died at that time, but he made a way for us to have eternal life. This is all part of the Son of Man being glorified. And the way that the Son of Man was glorified was by giving up his life, by sacrificing something. And why did he sacrifice his life in our place? Well, he goes on and shares a little bit more about that. Now let's look at verses 26 through 28. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. That a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. So what do we see in connection about the Son of Man being glorified right here? Notice how many times he says serve. In verse 26, he talks about serving me. In verse 26, he also says my servant. And then in verse 26, he says that my father will honor the one who serves me. I mean, three different times in this one verse, he's talking about serving. Now, I would suggest to you that that's exactly what it meant for the Son of Man to be glorified was the fact that he was he was serving us. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve us as humans. He came to help us and to, to lift us up and to be able to to raise us to a new way of life. 
That's why he says in verse 27, you know, he starts with a prayer and maybe we can all too well know this, this feeling. You know, you start with a prayer and he says, Father, save me from this hour. But then as he's thinking about that and dwelling upon it, and realizing this, the, the seriousness of what all is going on, he says, no, it was for this reason I came to this hour. Then in verse 28, his prayer kind of changes. And then he says, Father, glorify your name. And the response from heaven to that was, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. This is what it has to do with the Son of Man being glorified. It's glorifying the name of our Heavenly Father. And guess what? Whenever we see that, that the Father is being glorified, this also has to do with the Son being glorified. And that glory also spreads on down to us as well. And that we can, we can bathe in this glory that our Heavenly Father has. And we can say the same type of prayer that you know, we, we don't always know exactly why, what might be coming up ahead. And, you know, we might start off a prayer like, Father, save me from this hour. But when all is said and done, our prayer needs to be like that of Jesus, that, Father, glorify your name. Sometimes that might mean that, that we might have to, to walk through a difficult time in our life. We might have to go through some difficulties in order to be able to glorify the name of our Father. But that's the reason why we do everything that we do. That's the reason why we need to be servants of our Heavenly Father, is to bring him glory. He has glorified his name. He's going to glorify it again. And I would say that, that the name of the Father is, is forever to be glorified. And right here we see that, that Jesus showing us this way, being a son of man, a human being. He brings that glory to us as, as one of us and allows us to take part in all of this and to be able to experience it. Because he said this prayer, Father, glorify your name. And he served his heavenly father, just like what we need to serve. But this passage is not over. Verses 29 through 33 now. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. And Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. This passage right here, it speaks a very interesting word. It still has to do with the Son of Man being glorified. And notice from verse 33, he's, he's still talking about this kind of death. So this is related. The way that the Son of Man is glorified is by being humble to God, by obeying our Heavenly Father, so much so that he is willing to give up his life. And, and that of the, the death on the cross, that's the kind of death that Jesus is willing to undergo. That's the type of service that Jesus was willing to give our Heavenly Father. What about us? What type of service are we willing to give our Heavenly Father? We see this interesting connection that, that comes to us through this glorification of the Son of Man. He says in verse 31 that, that now is the time for judgment on this world. Think about what that means. You know, so much of the time, I mean, if, if you're kind of like me, you think about judgment being the judgment day that's going to take place in the future. And, and I've already been kind of dealing with this in, in the past few weeks and sort of mentioning these things from time to time that, yes, that is part of what the Bible talks about. The Bible does talk about a future day in which all will be judged. Don't want to take away from that. But at the same time, I think we need to realize that the judgment comes also into this world, onto this world right here. I mean, why else would Jesus says, now is the time for judgment on this world? And he says something very interesting. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. 
See, Jesus looked at the world in which he lived, and he recognized that, that it kind of looks like the, the powers that be were not always pleasing to God. The prince of this world, judgment came. He will be driven out. He was driven out. Jesus drove him out at that time. Yes, judgment came. The prince of this world doesn't have a hold on this world, at least not like what he had before, because Jesus Christ has conquered, and he conquered through the death on the cross, this obedient death that he gave. That was the service that Jesus gave his heavenly father and showed us the way that we need to also serve our heavenly father as well. He spoke about the type of death that he was going to die, and he died on the cross. But that, of course, wasn't the end of the story. We know that, that uh, a few days later, three days later, he rose up from the dead, and he gives us hope as well. But you know what? That still means that we can learn about the Son of Man being glorified. He glorified God by being so obedient that he was willing to die. What does that mean for us? What does that mean about how we can, we can participate in serving our Heavenly Father? What does that mean about participating in this, this glorifying of our Heavenly Father's name? Well, to that, we started with an Old Testament passage. And I want us to end on an Old Testament passage as well. This time from the book of Psalm. Psalm 119, verses 9 through 16. This is how we can serve the Lord today and throughout the rest of time. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Now, specifically, this passage right here of this psalm, it's talking about a young person, how they can stay on that, that path of purity. But you know what? In order for a young person to stay on that path of purity, it kind of means that they will continue to be on that same type of pathway. And I believe so many of these things carries over into not just a young person, but, but every person. How can we stay on this path of purity even after we're a young person? Is by living according to the word of God. We need to have this, this prayer, kind of this statement that verse 12 says, Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. Or with the words that Jesus said, Father, glorify your name. He has glorified his name. And he glorified the Son of Man. Let's take part in that glory. Let's take part in glorifying our Heavenly Father. Let's serve him. Let's obey him. Let's follow his word. Am I fully serving from within?
shall reign.